0: Hi,
1: this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This
0: is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go.
2: Welcome to Satellite Sisters. We're happy to have you today. It is Tuesday, February 25th. This is the Tuesday show, so that means we're going deep on shallow subjects. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm here with my big sister, Julie Dolan, in Dallas, Texas. Julie, we are doing two
1: shows. It's a two for Tuesday today, isn't it? <laughs> it's really pretty epic for us, Leon, but we felt like we just really had to break out our Downton Gabby season finale into its own separate pod, don't you think? Yes. So
2: this is the standard Satellite Sisters podcast, and then we will be posting a second show today that will be all Downton Gabby season finale. So that makes it, if you haven't caught up yet on your DVR, you can hold that season finale show. You don't have to worry that we're going to give any spoilers. This is a Downton free show from here on out. (laughs) Just (laughs) sit
1: back, relax, enjoy.
2: That's good. Exactly. Uh, All right. So coming up, I have a follow up on uh, something Liz said on the show this week about how she has no expertise in the television business. So it's ironic that she's uh, masterminding one of the largest launches, (laughs) the largest launch in TV history. And I have some thoughts from the director of people operations at Google uh, on expertise and how important that is. Julie has Tuesday trends. Uh, You claim you have the two worst parenting tips ever. I, gonna... if,
1: if anyone has done either of these two things to your children, I, I, I want to know about it. I want to know about it. <laughs> and then I have some good news for Julie on the
2: movie front. But first, oh. Julie, I have to tell you, I did something last week that I do not normally do.
1: What, you took up smoking? Or, <laughs> but no, what, 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 Liam? <laughs>
2: Uh it's not funny, but it would be funny. Yeah, I just it thought it would be
1: funny to see you with a cigarette. Yes, it would. Yeah.
2: You never smoked. Never, never smoked. I smoked like one cigarette in 1981 and uh, it wasn't for me. <laughs> so No, this is uh, this is something I've done more than smoking, but less than most things. I went shopping at Whole Foods. Oh. All right. Okay. Now I usually only shop at Whole Foods when I watch Top Chef. Like that's that's as close as I <laughs> normally get to Whole Foods we have a big, beautiful two-story Whole Foods here in Pasadena. It's I think
1: a... I've been in there, Leon. Yeah. I think I have. I've right. shopped
2: in your Pasadena store, but even though you don't, you don't, and you love grocery stores. I do, but it's a show place. It was actually featured when uh, Top Chef Masters was in LA. They came, they drove out to the Pasadena one uh, to go shopping there because it is beautiful, and it has one of those fancy escalators where you can roll your card on, and it takes your card up to the second.
1: I, I don't believe even those i know they have those at bed bath and beyond in fair city as well and those are frightening i mean escalators to begin with oh people hurt themselves all the they time they kill escalators
2: kill as i often tell my children
1: so and then the idea that you would put your shopping card
2: I, I know all right and uh, so but i was coming home oh I had, I had spoken at a book club at caltech and um which was delightful And I was coming home and in the back of my mind, I remembered, oh, Whole Foods has $10 pizzas on Thursday. Like... (laughs) You know, one of those. <laughs> How is
1: that in the back of your
2: mind? I don't know. Like, I, I, I like go there twice a year. So, uh, usually we only go, my husband and I will go if we've been out to like an event somewhere and there's not enough food and we're still hungry at 10 o'clock Saturday night. You know, when that happens? huh uh-huh. Yeah. So, we'll go to the fast food extravaganza upstairs. So, I decide, you know what, ten dollar pizza sounds good on this particular Thursday. It'll be a nice treat for the kids. So but then I go and I get sucked into the whole Whole Foods shopping experience, which honestly is so exhausting, Julie. It's too what, what
1: is it what is it that lures you in at Whole Foods? Too? It's
2: just there is food in there that I never consider purchasing, you know, at any other time except when I'm in Whole Foods. Everything in there is food that Sheila eats. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know
1: what I mean? Yes.
2: Yes. And like, it's
1: kale-laden food. No. Or it was... it's
2: like 90% of it is snack food. You know, it's not actual food food. Like it's hard to just get some turkey legs there or chicken legs because there are like 27 different kinds of chicken legs. What is the difference between air-chilled and non-air-chilled?
1: Do- Julie, do you know? Do Leon, you know? It's, so, it's so interesting you mentioned that because I have been – I've just been pondering that. I see that in my grocery store. What is I that? I just don't know which, which is the best way to do, – do you want really cold chickens or – just free and easy. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. I don't know, Liam. I'm not. I can't help you with that. So, but yes,
2: it's, it's, it was so hard just to buy chicken legs that you just you turn to the snack aisle as a refuge, and you come home with like sunflower carrot chips. And I actually <laughs> actually <laughs> but, purchased. Yeah, that's a Sheila food. It is right. That I don't. I don't buy a food like that.
1: middle sister Sheila. Yeah, would eat those chips. Well, yeah. first of all, she eats chips. Okay, right. that's a lot, of, a lot of a lot of chips. Think. I don't think you do that. No, no
2: I don't. I don't eat bars. I don't eat chips. Like I need bigger food at my house because I have teenage boys. <laughs> so I can't exist on snack food. And then, you know, all of a sudden I'm in like the beverage aisle. And Julie, I came out of Whole Foods with, you know, I love the flavored seltzer water. Just the essence, you know, the zero calorie. Yes. We drink a lot of yes. that at our house. We don't drink a lot of soda, but we go through a lot of seltzer. So I bought... Coconut
1: flavored seltzer. What? (laughs) What? i know whole food has a whole aisle of coconut stuff i don't is, know why <laughs> i know coconut has properties that are that's supposed to be weight reducing and all of that but it's it's out of control
2: wasn't it bad for us 10 years ago though wasn't it like please don't eat cookies because of the coconut oil or the palm oil <laughs> palm i don't oil. i don't understand so it's just the same tree leon it's just the palms versus the coconuts So then I, I think to myself, foolishly, like the pizza in our Whole Foods, like the bottom floor is kale and yoga clothes. You know, that's the other thing you can purchase there. And Tom's shoes, like there's a whole wall of Tom's shoes. Okay. And then you have to go upstairs where there's a meat counter, but there's also, um, we have a, a seafood like bar inside where literally a bar where people were like drinking wine and eating oysters at three in the afternoon on Thursday. And then there's the whole, like in my mind, I thought there was some really good mac and cheese there, but I couldn't find that on either the vegan bar or the international food bar (laughs) or or the family. None of them like mm-hmm. featured mac and cheese. And and then I got distracted by the coffee. And so by the time I ordered the pizzas, I thought they would just have them there. But no, it's Whole Foods. They were making them to order. So then I had like 15 more minutes to kill. <laughs> the oh, pizzas oh, were that's ready. going
1: to cost you about $100. Exactly.
2: <laughs> Julie, exactly. Whole Foods. <laughs> I was like, now I am going to buy some yoga pants here because I have 15 minutes to kill. <laughs> and then I saw those poor mothers who clearly had been there for eight or nine hours with their children. You know, the next thing you know, you're there, you don't leave, you're eating free samples. I mean, at one point, this woman came up to me and I'm like, oh, dang, who is she? Oh, gosh, she walked right up to me so purposefully. I'm like, I'm sure I've met her at some book club. Oh, what's her name? And she's like, would you like to sample one of my gluten-free crackers?
1: I didn't know her, Julie. She, <laughs> but she... see, just in your mind, you're a Pasadena celebrity. Yeah. So at any moment, people could be rushing up to you to just meet you, to talk about your books, et cetera. Yeah, I I bet that is a constant pressure for you. It is.
2: And so I, of course, I tasted the gluten-free crackers because I had 15 minutes to kill. And then I bought them, even though I... (laughs) and they were like because you felt guilty or I, no I just because they... I had because I was at Whole Foods and you get Whole Foods brain like I walked over to the refrigerated section and I ended up buying like hand fermented sauerkraut and like you know pickles <laughs> that have been fermented by elves and, and I got <laughs> I got home and I'm like I don't these are bread and butter pickles I don't even like those <laughs> just the whole I had a whole cart full of things I, I did not need and will never buy again. And so I just can't go in there. That is, I need a more straightforward grocery store. You need the structure, Leon, of a
1: traditional grocery store. I I really do. I need one. Stay in the lawns. Do not. It was clearly outside of your bubble. Yeah, you couldn't handle it. No, and just don't go back again. I can't go back. And now I, I can see there were people there. They have couches like in the
2: middle of our Whole Foods. Like they, and, you do? Yes. Couches? No, there's a whole coffee lounge set up. I can't even tell you. You know, they have live bands there at our Whole Foods Saturday night. It's a giant singles scene. What again? There's the oyster bar. There's the wine bar. There's the couches. I, that's not a grocery store, Julie. That's an airport or something. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't need that. So uh, I was so embarrassed by the seltzer with coconut water. I just am leaving them in my car. I didn't even. Okay, well, I, I was going
1: to say, what does it taste like, Leon? It <laughs> tastes
2: disgusting, Julie. And <laughs> so,
1: but I, I paid like the lesson, little sister.
2: It is. I'm not going back there. So uh, and but there you have it. It's just not my kind of thing.
1: It's the power of persuasion. It is. It in is. In there, and you
2: just, you can't resist it. You so. can't. You can't. And then you come home with hand-pickled bread-and-butter pickles <laughs> that you have zero use for.
1: I couldn't offload I, I them on same anyone. I way about Trader Joe's. Now, we're getting at Trader Joe's in my neighborhood in Dallas, and I'm very worried about it because I, I feel like it's the same thing, that you go in there. They don't really have produce. It's not a real grocery No. Store. No, it's just... It's again. They have more produce
2: than they used to, but it's it's, it's a small business. right. You're going to end up buying like 26 kinds of tapenade.
1: Yes, and chocolate covered pretzels. Right, and things that I you know that I don't need or shouldn't or shouldn't eat. What yes, the, <laughs> exactly. It is very similar. Like I
2: I go to Trader Joe's maybe once a month because they're a cut. But if you go more than that, you start to just get Trader Joe face, which is just. <laughs> It's like, it's because you've eaten so much sodium, your face starts yeah. to blow up. Because you think, oh, it's Trader Joe's. It's healthy. And you uh-huh. just, the next thing you know, you're you're just a giant sodium-laden Trader Joe face. <laughs>
1: so there okay. go. Could you
2: go.
1: Okay, coach remember. Like, <laughs> we're moving right on to our what I'm calling our married moments. You know, you and I are the married sisters. I mean, Sheila was married at one point, but she's not now. So she's not in on this segment. No. <laughs> but, you know, time to time, they're just... You know, you need to speak with people who are, are living with partners and trying to adjust, constantly adjust. So I don't know if I shared with you that one of my New Year's resolutions was that I was not going to explain commercials to my husband anymore. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> no, there you not, didn't. We, we had fallen into a rut. My husband travels a great deal and he really only watches News, sports, and the Born Identity uh, Trilogy. That's pretty much his TV viewing things. But during the holidays when he was home a lot or during the Olympics when we were watching TV a lot... I You know, it, it started, in, or it reached a crescendo in 2013 during the holiday season. I don't know if you remember the Honda ad with Michael Bolton in it. Yeah. Do you remember seeing this? Okay. Yeah, my I wish husband... you could explain that to me. I didn't understand it either. <laughs> well, my husband did not understand it. He's like, who is that? First of all, he didn't recognize Michael Bolton. And then he said, why is he singing? And then he would say, well, what does that have to do with a Honda? I mean... And mm-hmm. and I would try to explain what I thought was behind the ad and the campaign, and you know it was sort of a play on nostalgic Christmas things, and you were feeling good because you had your own private Michael Bolton commercial uh, concert, and that was like buying a new Honda. Again, I'm spending twenty minutes, to, uh, uh, you know, on <laughs> a sixty second ad. Right. Yes, okay, so that was it. I said. No more, no more. You are on your own in 2014. I am not going to explain a single commercial. And that was very difficult during the Olympics uh, because he had a whole bunch of commercials that he didn't like. He didn't need any explanation, but he didn't like any of the commercials that went backwards, you know, where they- Oh yeah, and there
2: was a lot of them. Yeah, no, I so I mean, he one it-
1: was plenty, but yeah, I mean, see, yeah. he didn't he didn't He didn't like them. He didn't understand them. He did not like the snarky babysitter in the GM car ad. Right. Charges <laughs> more, he didn't like that. And he was just about, to ask me about the BMW commercial where it's the old BMW runs into the new BMW right. and they rev their motors. He didn't understand that app. So, my question to you, dear married sister, <laughs> is do you think I'm being too harsh on my husband? Or do you, would, I mean, he was just really struggling during the Olympics <laughs> with these commercials that he didn't understand. But I'd give him that look. I'd put up my finger. I'd say, ah, there's <laughs> resolution. Figure it out. Yeah. I feel yeah. like right? Well, I think if it if it creates a situation,
2: Julie, where your conversation dwindles to nothing because because that's really the only thing you had to talk about was commercials, you might want to rethink it. But I understand because my you know my husband doesn't like your husband knows not like one single actor or actress's yeah. name. Yeah, so right. we have a lot of that. You know, as far as he's concerned, every actress is Reese Witherspoon. You know, it doesn't. <laughs> Isn't that her, isn't that Reese Witherspoon? No, it's not. It's not Reese Witherspoon. I can't talk to you about this anymore. See? See? It's, It's the same. It's the same thing. So, so, I think you have to find a happy medium. Yeah, if guess, he's way off and in interpreting an ad where you think it's going to cause him some humiliation okay. in the future, you might want to okay. jump in. But okay. otherwise, I would hold fast. See if you can get through, like, the Oscars and March Madness and then me. And then oh, he's not watching
1: <laughs> the Oscars. That is so not his territory. Not unless Born Identity is winning some special <laughs> award. Yes. You, you, you won't be watching that. Oh. Okay. Okay. all right so hold the line yeah but if he if i see that he's like getting into trouble yes. you know, like, like right if he's if he starts calling
2: like michael bolton i don't know a, a member of kiss or something if, he, if he's way off in his just speak up okay please just... save him from himself okay okay thanks uh,
0: liz you know we love talking about frame bridge don't we we do <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame leon aren't there
2: Visit framebridge.com or see a local framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Liz summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your with your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well,
0: you know, here's the thing: because I'm gonna be up in, in Bend for part of the summer.
2: Sign up today at butcherbox.com/sisters and use code Sisters to choose your free-for-year offer. Plus, get twenty dollars off your first order. Thanks, Butcherbox. All right, couple of couple of follow-ups uh, from recent conversations. All right, last week we mentioned um, that old people were sneaky, Julie. <laughs> that <laughs> yes, that. They're sneaking around, and they're doing things, and we have to keep an eye on them. All right, yes. so this week I was interested in a podcast that my friend Dr. Nancy Burke was doing. You know, she does Wine at Nine. She has an interesting list of guests over there, and this week she was talking to Dr. Deepak Chopra. Now, we have had Deepak Chopra on our show, yes. and uh, sometimes... I wonder, is he wise just because he is wise or is he wise? Because they don't quite hear him. <laughs> I
1: can't quite uh, understand uh, him all the time. Leanna, I'm just going to fess up. I, I I went to a lecture uh, by Dr. Deepak uh, Chopra. I, I sat there as intent and as alert as I possibly could be. I could not understand a single thing that he was saying. I heard the words. I could process the words. But is he put them into sentences they made no sense to me I, for 45 minutes I got nothing I could not, I could not tell you one single idea uh, after listening to him for 45 minutes. When I
2: read stuff about him, I, I'm like, Oh yes, we should eat mindfully. We should eat healthfully. You know, we should be aware when we're doing things. Yes. I understand all that. But so I was really listening hard to Nancy's podcast, um, yesterday. And one word struck, stuck with me because he's doing this online class. You can take an online class with him at (laughs) grandparents.com. It's called, uh, Ageless you, or something like that. You okay. know, it's six lessons from Deepak Chopra about all kinds of things, and at the end, you're supposed to feel ageless. Okay, uh,
1: you, you will. You'll feel you'll feel ageless because you won't have anything in your brain <laughs> from what, your. Success. What's happening? <laughs> what what's is that? he saying? <laughs> you know. So is that one, me talking?
2: One what word he? stuck out when I heard him say, "You don't want to fall into decrepitude." I was like decrepitude i didn't even know that was a state of being for people i thought that was just for like condemned buildings <laughs> julie so we so need to do are... everything we can to fight decrepitude
1: i i should say so so what are the like signs of decrepitude i i
2: you know i couldn't understand but uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't mean to I haven't taken the class I just I think we can it's like people who can't move he, you know you've got to keep your brain stimulated you've got to keep your body stimulated you have to absorb new ideas these were all things he was saying on Nancy's podcast I'll put a link at SatelliteSisters.com if you want to listen in I just thought um, that was something we should be on guard for Julia's decrepitude if I feel like you're sliding into decrepitude I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to you on the shoulder just let you okay, know
1: please please you gotta you gotta promise me lean you're gonna do that
2: well you know it was funny last week was my birthday and uh, thank you all many nice birthday wishes it is the best thing about facebook you're like i am so popular on my yes, birthday Leanne, it's super the, nice It was um,
1: an ocean of love coming your way
2: But because you had mentioned several times me being 50, even though that's a full year off, I had a lot. Initially, I had a lot of emails like, welcome to the club. I'm like, I'm not in any club. All right. Unless the club is called Club 49, because that's the club I'm that's the club I'm in. But let's not be in club decrepitude, okay? Let's just okay. not do that.
1: All right, let's let's hold
2: on to that, Leon. I think that's a that's a good goal. And then um, this week on Satellite Sisters, Liz was back from her world tour, where we heard all about her her trip with Neil deGrasse Tyson all over the world to promote National Geographic's new show Cosmos. And Liz is the chief marketing officer for Fox International and the National Geographic Channel. And um, we had a good laugh that this was the largest launch in TV history and that Liz was in charge of it because as Liz said, I really don't know anything about TV, right? That's (laughs) so, and you know, I think I can back that up. When Liz first went into TV, she called me one night, like before an interview and she said, (laughs) what are some TV shows in case they ask me? Okay, <laughs> because she basically <laughs> watches the news on t- you know or right. C-SPAN. Like that was her previous TV viewing. She doesn't watch a lot of um of, uh, of written um, sitcoms, right? Yeah, uh, procedurals. That's not really Liz's style. So I did have to fill her in on some actual TV shows. But then the very next day, uh, or. That afternoon, I read in the New York Times a piece by Tom Friedman on the editorial page, and he actually interviewed Adam, um, let me see, Laszlo Bock, who is the senior vice president of People operations for Google. All right, God he forbid. Sounds
1: smart with the yeah. name like Laszlo Barr. doesn't he? Yeah, yes.
2: and God forbid they call it human resources. But he's the guy at Google that's in charge of hiring for one of the world's most successful companies. All right, so, um, so, and they were asking basically about GPA. Tom, Tom Friedman was saying, "What is the GPA worth, and is that how you hire?" Because I had actually heard that about Google that they actually. You know, we'll only hire from certain schools and over certain GPAs. But apparently, yeah, that's where
1: they had started. I think they just hired anyone from Stanford with the 4.0 average. you right. go work there. So, right.
2: but apparently, they've moved off that plan now huh. uh, because, as Laszlo Bach quotes, uh, GPAs are worthless as criteria for hiring and test scores are worthless. We found they don't predict anything. So there you go. And actually, guess how many percentage of Google employees have no have no college degree?
1: Um, I don't know,
2: 5%? 14% now, Julie. Yeah, that means so they, they are literally hiring, like, 19-year-olds from, you know... Geniuses yeah. that
1: don't, don't want to be bothered going to school, but yeah. they're programming geniuses. They've been playing video games since they were two, that right. kind of thing. Yes. So here's what he said are the five hiring
2: attributes we have across the company. Okay, first of all, if it's a technical role, this sort of all bets are off, but because you... You need to be able to code. All right. Ooh, okay.
1: We're out. So that's a given. That's in
2: case you were, we were thinking that was a, a right. another career for, for
1: you, Lillian. You're right.
2: Out. So half the, half the roles in the company are coding are technical roles. So, but for every job, the number one thing they look for is just general cognitive ability. And it's not IQ. He said it's learning ability. It's the ability to process on the fly, to pull together disparate pieces of information, we assess that using structured behavioral interviews that we validate to make sure they're predictive. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa.
1: Yeah, well, that actually, Lee, structured behavioral interviews have been around for a long time. Okay, what are okay. they, Julie? Is that's that the like open, it's, I, I open mean, the window okay.
2: that's okay. lock shot. that kind of thing?
1: Well, it's yeah, it's an expertise that I actually had, because in a previous career, I used to do um, admissions work for business schools, and we would do event or behavioral interviews. And you ask, you know, a question like, well, tell me about it, a situation... When you exhibited courage or something like that, and then they have to they have to describe a situation and you prod them along to see about their skills and their attributes uh, d- during that, or it may be you know a structured thing like they ask you to open the window and the window has been nailed shut, okay, okay. What do you do in that situation, or they uh, you're sitting in their office and the phone rings uh, they have left the office and the phone rings, what do you do? Do you pick up the other person's phone? Um, uh, it's He's on the other line saying, why did you answer my phone? Or if you don't answer the phone. <laughs> really? If you don't answer the phone, then they come back in and, well, why didn't you answer my phone? You know, so- Uh, Those can be situations like that. But yes, it sounds it's I'm glad they do that because I'm sure they get a lot of applicants for each job they have there. They should be good at what they do, you know, picking out good people.
2: Okay, so the second attribute they're looking for is leadership. And he said it's not the traditional leadership. We don't care if you were president of the chess club or vice president of sales and how quickly you got there. We don't care. Here's what they do care about in terms of leadership. When you're faced with a problem and you're a member of a team, do you at the appropriate time step in and lead? And just as critically, I liked this part, do you step back and stop leading when you've stopped being effective? Would you let someone do that? What's critical to be an effective leader in this environment is that you you have to be willing to relinquish power. So that's, you know, that's, it is two sides of leadership. And I think a lot of people think leadership is just one side. Like this is the way we're going to do it. Okay. Two other things they look for, humility and ownership. So they look for a sense of responsibility and a sense of ownership to step in. Like you own the idea basically is what they want you to feel like at, At Google, you own it, you own your idea, and you have to fight for it. But if the idea succeeds, it's not because you thunk it up. So that's, you know, that's it. And then, um,
1: <laughs> the dog, who's at the door? Cause the dog is, the dog wants in. I know she's,
2: it's again, it's just the one dog that walks by my house 10 times a day. So, uh, there you go. You need to have a big ego and a small ego in the same person at the same time, which I thought was interesting, but here's the attribute. They look the least important attribute and it's expertise. All right. So we were joking about Liz, like having no expertise in the in the TV business. But as you look at all those skills up above, I would think Liz has all those things. Right. Humility, yes. ownership, yes. leadership. You know, can she think on the fly? Yes. yes. Expertise. So if you take someone who's smart, basically a high cognitive ability with who's curious, who's willing to learn, has emergent leadership skills. And you hire them as an HR person or finance, and they have no content knowledge, and you compare them with someone doing one thing and is a world expert, the expert will go, I've seen this a million times and this is what you do. But the non-expert will most likely come up with the same answer because, as Bach said, and I love this quote, most of the time, it's just not that hard.
1: (laughs) When you're a genius and it's not that hard. But that's,
2: I think that was the point like with Liz, like, okay, she didn't know anything about the TV business, but it. She doesn't have to code. It's just the TV business, you know. She's
1: not running. She's not running the camera, right? Or she's right. not editing or anything. Like she's that. not
2: landing something on Mars. It's just TV versus shoes or radio or the other things. She's managed to market. But I love that quote. Like you know, what? it's just not that hard. <laughs>
1: no, I know. But that that that's that sort of Google humility. Yeah. They, you think it's fake? It's false? I, it's bogus? Fake, fake. Because I think I think that actually tortures potential applicants to read something like that with those sets of attributes. Because then it's like, oh, well, what should I major in? You know, I mean, I guess, can I be an English major, you know, and you want me in a business setting? Or, you know, it. it's not, it's so ethereal. It almost, it makes it harder for people to prepare for a career like that. I mean, if he had gone, if he had, if Laszlo had said, well, you know what? If you really wanted to learn programming, that would be a good thing to know because our company is built on programming. And if you want to understand some of the you know, underlying connections of what what our company does, that having some technical knowledge might be very helpful. I mean, I don't think what he just said is very helpful. I think it actually just... <laughs> confounds and tortures people, you know, and it just confirms that you're never, ever, ever going to get a job at Google unless you have a 4.0 from Stanford. So
2: despite what he said in the very first line that right. it doesn't
1: exactly exactly because surprisingly, Leon, all the 4.0 from Stanford. They have all of these attributes as well. Yeah, all, that all all of, yeah, that yeah. may be true. That may be true. That may be true.
2: Well, when Liz and I were up in uh, San Francisco a couple weeks ago, of course, we drove through the Googleplex because we had some free yes. time. And it is fun. I mean, it's a huge, the Googleplex is huge, takes up a lot of area. But it was lunchtime and it was a beautiful day. And, you know, they may be 4 O's and have all these attributes, but they also have these awesome bikes, Julie, <laughs> that they just let them ride around on. And they're painted all the different colors of the Google logo so they're just those basic you know zero no speed bikes you know no gear bikes but it was fun to see the Googlers riding around on their bikes
1: and I certainly enjoyed the movie The Interns I don't know if you've ever saw that I haven't seen it you might want to see it now because that's all about getting a job at Google, which is essentially what, uh, what Laszlo said. Uh, so he must've seen the movie too, because that's, uh, was sort of the plot of it that they had to work up these situations and be creative and be part of a team and be humble and be super smart. Oh, all right. Well, maybe okay. we will rent it now. Maybe okay, we will rent so it now. You should definitely rent that. So. Again, I would stick, listen to me, young people, Stick, keep working, <laughs> take that, don't drop that uh, computer programming course, you know, Laszlo, Laszlo may be gone in another year, Leon, so, <laughs> <laughs> okay, just, uh, just some happy news, Leon, speaking of the tech world, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, today it was announced that there was a Fatal blow to the virtual currency Bitcoin. Did I did have... see that. <laughs> did I you, what I I just
2: saw it on the crawl. What happened to Bitcoin? The fake, real, fake currency.
1: Yes. Well, it's just great news that there possibly was a theft of of seven seven hundred and forty thousand units of that. Bitcoin thing, okay? <laughs> and it's gone. So now the whole Mount Gox, which was one of the major currency sites, it's collapsing, Leanne. It's going to go into bankruptcy. So I think it's just good news because I didn't really ever have a handle on what, what that yeah. was anyway. So... I'm not surprised that it was stolen and it's going to crumble.
2: You hadn't started um, accepting Bitcoin as payment for your
1: babysitting services, Nana? No, no, Nana has not. Nana has not. All right, Leanne, well, we have to move on to Tuesday trends. And I want to start with just some excellent news. It's all about breakfast, Leanne, that there is a breakfast war going on. And I want to know if you want in on it. Today, Taco Bell announced... That they are going to get into the breakfast business, and they're going up against McDonald's, you know, which has the ever popular egg McMuffin, mm. and, or, and deservedly I,
2: so. so yes. they, it's a fantastic breakfast product. It, it's, I, it's a, really, I love the egg white delight. I love it. Yeah, that's I love, bro- it. I
1: love the sausage biscuit. <laughs> yeah. It's and it's, their coffee is really good. I, I mean, know, I know. It's all good there. Okay, okay. but Taco Bell is moving in. Later. Yeah, okay. They have a waffle taco. Have you heard this? It's no. a waffle around a sausage or bacon with scrambled eggs and cheese. Mm. So it sounds pretty good. See, it sounds bad to me. I don't like the sweetness of a waffle, uh, you know, messing around with my sausage or bacon. <laughs> All right. okay. I don't like that. But it's aimed at young males. Yes. So it's for your sons, you know, uh, on their way to work, on school, will they go get a waffle taco?
2: yes no no maybe no, so. no they would know first of all they just would never go to taco bell so that <laughs> that's that's something they we live in the land of tacos so it, you really have to be on the outer fringes to go to taco bell i I'd have never <laughs> you can get like the best tacos in the world everywhere here so you don't have yes. to go to taco bell for any reason okay. so but uh, you know what julie there was a there is a a chain of restaurants here it's one restaurant now but we've been to it in orange california that serves everything on a waffle it's kind of a belgium waffle and oh. we did have breakfast there a couple of weeks ago and it was fantastic it was, it was fantastic. like ham and cheese waffles and it was Ooh. just really <laughs> good so i'd i would reserve judgment on things on waffles cuz i was surprised how delicious this whole waffle concept was to me. It was okay. fantastic. Well, maybe,
1: maybe it's going to be a big hit, the waffle. It yeah. starts at the end of March. Look forward to it. All right. Starbucks. This is going to be like the biggest loser, Lian. I know it already because yeah. I have seen it and experienced it. Boulangerie. Do you have this in your neighborhood yet? At we your have. Store? Yeah. They, they pretend it's better food
2: because they call it a French name. That's yes. right. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> It's supposed to be French and authentic. They have pink aprons. There's little bits of lace. I I just think it's completely jarring with the whole Seattle cold, wet, strong black coffee motif that they have at Starbucks to introduce boulangerie. Ah.
2: It's personalization, Liz. For millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Liam's. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Mm Pro's isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only sisters so you get your free consultation then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters and pros is spelled p r o s e pros.com slash sisters thanks pros. Liz and Leanne here and we are so grateful to have Osea support satellite sisters why because it's just a great product Holy cow do we we love ocea's skin and body care and you know what this Mother's Day, And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over sixty dollars. OSEA is spelled O S E A. So head on over to OSEAMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for ten percent off. Thanks, OSEA. I agree, Julie. I just don't I don't buy it. I don't get it. It, just, it just, it's like, you know what? The Starbucks should just go back to having like granola in the morning and those big like carrot muffins. Like it should be more Seattle-y food, you know? Yes. Yep. It should yeah. be. Right. What are those like oat bran blueberry? That's it. That's all we need. It is fine. I know. Okay. I don't get it.
1: So that is going to be a big failure, but uh that's you heard it here first. Okay. So uh, okay, now we're going to move on to mattresses. And this is this is the part of the Tuesday trends where I just want your input as to whether or not you would actually like this product and you can see this product uh, you know, sort of catching on, and that is the Sleep Number X12 sleep monitoring bed, Liam. This is new to the market, and what it has is okay. Sleep Number beds, you know, essentially are air mattresses, right? That you can oh, I did not know or, that I'm not. Up,
2: <laughs> we have like a thousand-year-old
1: mattress, so I'm not not up on mattress technology. Okay, so they're essentially air mattresses that you can turn up or down for relative firm, firmness. Uh, for your, you know, your individual sleep number. I've never slept on them, but people, I guess people like them. Well, now they have this advanced one, the X12, Leon. Uh And what it includes is an algorithm. So it can calculate your heart rate and your breathing rate and provide you with this information uh, uh, when you wake up in the morning, like what your sleeping was. Is this something that you want in a bed product? No. I mean, I can see once, like
2: once she might go, that's interesting. But that sounds so medical. And I, I mean, I can see our brother, Jim, who wants to live to be 120. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, can, see, yes, he does. I can see him like monitoring his, his sleeping heart rate. Like that would be really important to our brother, Jim, you know, and then he would adjust his Greek yogurt consumption based on, you know, his sleeping heart rate. Dial but,
1: it up and dial it down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. How about you? Would you want to do that? No, why no? No. <laughs> no, I just, I just, I'd like to know the hours that I've slept because I rarely sleep at night. So that would be does good. it tell was, you that? No, no you know no. that you can calculate that yourself. Oh, it was that yes. from two to five? So. Okay. <laughs> <Dang. laughs> So anyway, but Sheila might like it I can yes, see that yeah. it might work Into her, you know, sort of Sort of as like a freedom bed, sort of Liam, that you could, you know, uh, sort of Calculate your hot flashes Or, you know, if it had like temperature monitoring It might it might provide some some Input that she she would like and It's gluten free, okay. presumably So she enjoys yes. that too Okay, jewelry, here's a trend in jewelry That I actually think might uh, Catch on that it is, um, you can get this either as a bracelet or a brooch, but it's a sensor, Leon, uh in the shape of a gemstone that will monitor a skin's UV exposure over time. Oh, well, that it sounds is. interesting to me. That, I mean, you know, you live in sunny California. Right. You know, you, uh, it, you it should be something, you know, you put sunscreen on every day. Right. But this would actually tell you, you know how that is? Some you're like, ooh, I think I got a lot of sun today. Right. Or, this would this would uh, tell you right
2: again, I, I don't know if I'd need it every day, but occasionally it would be good to really get a gut check on how much u v did I actually take in yeah. so again, it all depends on what it looks like though if it's I know a big, I have giant no chunky cuff. I don't really need that. <laughs>
1: I have no idea what this gemstone is going yeah. to look like, Leanne. Just the concept. So we got a thumbs up. Functional and, jewelry. Okay. Okay. Here's the next one. So you everybody knows what Kickstarter is. Okay. That you, this is the you know sort of the crowdsourcing funding site, uh, but here there's a new one called uh, Contributoria. Have you heard about this? No. Okay. It lets users back what they'd like to read and commission features that then get published on the site. So think of sort of Kickstarter for magazine stories. Got it. I think you should get all over this one later. Okay. <laughs> because you hear the part about money. and yeah. faith. that right. would be good for you. That Sus- would be good. It would be good for any
2: working writer who's trying to actually make a living as a working writer. Although this sounds interesting to me because there was just a story that I thought, oh, I would like to get, I would like someone to do an investigative report on that. But no, I, and it was like an Olympic story, but I thought, oh, that's kind of an interesting, you know, behind the scenes sort of thing. I'd like to get more information on that. I can't recall what it was. But I can kind of see that now that or you have ideas like you think something fishy just happened, uh, you know, with your school system or with the hospital or with this or that. And you'd like an investigative journalist on it. That would be good. It'd be excellent. OK, that's what I
1: think that this site or a site like this could really save the whole, you know, save all you write
2: investigative journalism. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah, let's hope. Okay, last one is a fashion one. And the quote on this item was, Millennials want them and everyone older needs them. High-rise denims, Leon. Oh, yeah. Oh, ooh, it's yeah. It's bad. It's <laughs> bad news for us. Bad news for us. I,
2: what, they want them, Millennials? Yes, millennium, Millennials. Because they wear them ironically? yeah <laughs> <laughs> who knows who can understand a millennial Leon? I don't know, I don't know. I'm raising I... them. I don't understand them <laughs> right. Well, you know, every generation is entitled to their denim faux pas, right? I mean, we've all, you know, we've all gone through them, you know, I admit, you know, to mom jeans and and then those denim overalls. So and now this, the millennial generation can look back 25 years ago, what were we thinking when we put on those high rise denims in 2014? So good luck to them. That's what I say. Have
1: their moment. (laughs) We are not, we're not going there. No. You're on your I own. don't
2: think we need them. Why yeah. do we need them to keep our, to keep They're our... Just
1: more coverage, Leah. Okay. Rather than low rise skinny jeans, you know. Yes, there should just...
2: be, but somewhere between the low rise skinny jean and the high waisted denim, there's a happy medium. Okay. Don't you think? Yes, yes.
1: Okay, Leanne, are we on to now what I think are, what I, I now believe these are the two worst parenting tips I've ever read. Yes, uh, And please. I read them on, on the website buzzfeed.com. Oh, that's the best. Because they always <laughs> have cute, Cute dogs. That's why yeah. I go there. Really, they have cute animals. You know, yeah. that's that is my main motive. But I was sort of snooping around on that site, and these are called parenting hacks, which I don't even understand that term. But I guess they you're, they're using the word hack like it's a tip or something. The name of the I don't article, know
2: either. I, I'm
1: the name of the article was best parenting hacks, right. and these were all tips on things that you could do, sort of repurpose things you know, to help you in the parenting area. So the first one was you're supposed to take your 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 toddler, your baby, your infant that you are giving a bath to in a bathtub. And you know the problem with with that is the little floaty toys, they float away from the baby, okay? Right. That's so annoying, okay? So what you do, Leanne, is you take your laundry basket, your plastic laundry basket, you put it in the tub, and you put your baby and the toys in the plastic laundry basket, and whoa! <laughs> no more, no more toys floating away. Do you ever? Do you know any parent who's ever done that? No, I don't. No, no. <laughs> no one would ever do that. I, I, just don't believe that. Okay, here is the second, and they had all sorts. Some of the other tips, you know, they put a hook on the back. Oh of, yeah, there's a whole website, Julie,
2: called ParentHacks.com.
1: It's, I know what it, supposed
2: to be like. Oh,
1: duh, obvious tips. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Forehead smackingly smart tips. All right. Okay. So I mean, I had never heard the, okay, here's the one though, that, that, you know, the problem with, you know, children going to sleep at night, still in the diapers and they soak through the diapers. Yes. Okay. So what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to take your maxi pad and put it in the baby's diaper. Oh, please. That... Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's like so psychologically Man. wrong, you know? It's it just is. like so jarring that you would do that, you know? So, and I, I don't believe any parent has ever done that. I don't believe that. <laughs> well, hold fast to that, Julie. Hold fast to that belief. I, I, I hope not. I hope not. And if you've done it, I want to know why. Yeah,
2: no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to know. I don't don't. want to hear from you. I don't want to, I don't want to know that someone we know, I don't, I don't don't, want to know that.
1: I don't want that picture.
2: I don't want that picture in my mind. All right, let's talk better picture, better picture. Um, Okay, Okay. Julie, I have good news for you. I know you were a big fan of the Lego movie. Yes. It's still crushing it at the box office, so there's no surprise that they have announced that Lego Movie 2 will be coming in like 2016. So, hold on to your hats, because there will be another one. So, there oh. you go.
1: Well, I'm happy to hear that, Liam. and you'll enjoy it.
2: I know that. We'll get there. We're going to get there this weekend, I think. We have a lot going on. We have robotics. You know, he's, Colin is is uh, is preparing for the state championships in, robo- in robotics. Oh, wow, Liam. Yeah, we're That's going... Scary. Going to the state championships in a couple weeks, driving up to, up to Northern California. So, um, they did a, this is, I laughed out loud when I got the email from his coach, robotics coach. It said robotics scrimmage this weekend. Like I just,
1: <laughs> I never so thought of it robot, like that. Your robot takes on my robot. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah. They were just
2: scrimmaging, you know, it wasn't a big fancy competition. They were all just practicing. So, uh, yeah. So we had a robotics scrimmage this weekend. So,
1: so um, and so he's obviously ready for Google. That's why you were reading the Google article. Yeah, no, again, I
2: do remind you only Kid of Robotics doesn't really enjoy math, so I don't, and doesn't know how to code. So the other kids on the team, though, they are. But Colin can drive, he can drive the bot, and that's important. Um, so, what do you got going this week? It's Oscar week, Julie. I. I can't even turn my mind over fast enough from the Olympics and the disturbing image of that crying bear to move on <laughs> to move on to Oscar week. Are you doing anything in preparation? I mean, it's almost too late to see any more movies. But have you have you thought that through?
1: Well, I, I did, Leon. I I found it very jarring on the Sunday show when Liz even mentioned. I did, too. I shocked well, what are you talking about? It can't possibly be. So I did print out best movie, you know, nominees for the Oscars, to see sort of what I've seen. Wolf of Wall Street, American Hustle, Captain Phillips, that, and Gravity. That was, but I have not seen Philomena, Nebraska, Dallas Buyers Club. Her, you know, I didn't want to go see, and Twelve Years a Slave. I didn't honestly. know you saw
2: Wolf of Wall Street.
1: Yes, I did, Leah. Oh, yes. I
2: didn't. I didn't think that. Oh, wow. What'd you I think of that? It. Oh, I enjoyed it. Okay, because my son much. said, "Mom, don't go. You're not going to like it." That's what he told me. So,
1: all right. Well, I can understand from a son's perspective, <laughs> yeah. he would not want his mother. You wouldn't want to. It's it's the image of this of you seeing the same thing. Yes. Okay. He's just
2: he is 18. There's. I couldn't stop him from going. So, yes. uh, there you have it. Yeah. All right. So you're just you're not going to go I see. Anymore?
1: I, I just I just can't go see. Well, her, I don't want to see. I I just don't think I'm going to fit. I'm just going to throw all my weight around the movies that I've actually seen. That's the way to do it. And hope that they win all the awards. That's that's all I can do. That's the way to do it. And make a good dip. That's it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, I have no, I can't believe it's, yeah, I can't
1: believe it, no, I'm
2: way behind, I, I don't know how I got so far behind this year, I don't know what happened at Christmas, usually we go to a lot of movies It didn't happen, there are some that are still available, I'd kind of like to see Philomena, only because I think it may be a dark horse in a couple of categories, but, and that Gravity, you know, Liz told me don't go because of the uh, claustrophobic uh, thing, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I wouldn't, I said to my son, I'd like to see it if I could see it at home, where I could walk away at any time. Like if I, if it gets too intense, I could just walk into the next room. So I don't have any plans. I I don't know what we have a lot going on between now and then. So, uh, as usual in a busy household. So I'll probably just, um, you know, we don't even do a, a Oscar poll anymore. So, uh. I, I have no skin in the game this year. No skin in the game at all. But
1: I'll... Well, it sort of frees you up to enjoy the, uh, the, the, the presentation then. Later. Exactly.
2: Because you don't have
1: a favorite. Exactly. It's, I won't be
2: disappointed in any way. All right. Uh, we are the Satellite Sisters. You can always find us at satellitesisters.com. Um, you know, you can join our Facebook groups or you can email us. Liz has the email um sign in so good luck (laughs) if you don't hear back uh, it's because Liz lost the account uh, (laughs) sign in again it's it's nothing personal yeah Yeah, don't take it personally. Uh, We are going to post Downton Abbey as a separate show. So uh, you are free to go about your day. And if you want to carry on, look for Downton Abbey as a separate podcast. A reminder that um, Stitcher is a great way to listen to our show. And you can find all 400 episodes plus there. You know, we've done, you know, we have 400 episodes.
1: 400. Yes.
2: Yeah, no, I'm always shocked. So, uh, you know, if you just feel free to, to carry on. There's 400 of them uh, available at, Stitcher's and, at Stitcher and iTunes. And uh, don't forget, call your satellite system.